0: a little bit now um, about the subject of earth spirituality, connecting to the earth in a spiritual way. Um, And this is a huge subject. It's going to take a lot of time to talk. And I I want to talk right now about, about sacred spaces on the earth and what makes them. Okay. So the first thing I want you to think about is often when we say spirituality, people get this idea of, of religion. And there, there is no, this is not about religion. You can believe whatever you want personally. That's, that's not at all what we're talking about here. When when we say spirituality, it means we're opening up to a higher state of being a higher level of consciousness. It's kind of the idea of why we meditate, to go higher, why we go out for a vision quest and sit alone in the woods for days without food and sometimes without water, so we can just learn to be and kind of let that essence of our body meld into the earth as one. And in that process, when that happens, we often go off into deeper levels of life. Now think about it as like you would have forced there's the canopy, there's the middle, there's the, there's the ground on the bottom, there's the roots, the trees, and the earth. There's different levels. There's different levels. And, and that's something that, in a spiritual sense, there's different levels that you can go to and experience um, from your interactions with nature. So we have ceremony for that often. Uh, Like the sweat lodge or many native peoples have pipe ceremonies and sun dances and vision quests and things like that. Many cultures have their own unique ones unique to them. Things to connect community and individual more deeply to the earth. You can even create your own personal ceremonies. Like one of the things I often tell the kids here in the school is at the end of every trip, go out and offer gratitude to the earth, to the land for supporting you to go deeper in your work with the earth. Just offer gratitude. Just the art of offering gratitude, just the act of it creates a spiritual element, a spiritual feeling that opens the heart and allows the heart to reach out and grab onto the earth and all the things in it, the trees, the plants, the animals, and bring them into you. It creates a connection. When human beings come from love, when we are truly come from love of something, we are at our finest. If we were able to look in a mirror at those moments, we would see us at our best. And when we are at our best coming from love, there is nothing that can stop us. Now, different realms of existence, you don't have to do them. You can stay in the physical world and enjoy that immensely for the rest of your life, and that's perfectly fine. But being humans, being curious, we want to go deeper. We want to go deeper. So you stop and you look at a tree, for example. You stand before it. You create a sense of wonder by letting your eyes wander up and down that tree. You go into the cracks and the crevices. You imagine the roots. You start to open your heart to it. You start to literally fall in love with it. You appreciate it for all the things that you know it does that we've been taught by science. For example, an old growth tree, a massive old growth tree can literally be the home for a hundred thousand living beings. And then you stop and you look kind of wide open eyes, kind of almost misty wide open eyes, and you ask the tree if you can grok it. Now, grokking is a term that is connected to empathy, which is a uniquely human gift and when we grok something and experience empathy, we're, we're asking the being, the tree in this case, and it can be anything, we're asking it to let us become it and experience the world from its point of view. When we do this, everything changes. Everything changes when we do this. It's, it's, we go into the being, we see the world from its point of view, it changes the way we look at everything forever. This is truly a humbling thing to do. And it's another way of saying to the earth, I care so much about you. I am so in love with you and connected with you, whatever it is, the tree, that I am willing to put my consciousness aside and join you on your journey. I am more interested in you than I am in doing things that create separation. And that allows the tree to open up and meet you and you meet the tree and then the magic happens as we like to say. the magic happens. Now on any of these kind of things, and I'm going to talk about this subject a lot over the next period of time in these talks anytime you do this and any time you do this, you, you've, you've got to realize that it's going to change you forever. Each new relationship you build up is going to take you a little deeper and a little deeper and a little deeper. There's no end to how deep you can get. I suppose you could be so blissed out that all you can do is walk around and wonder and <laughs> roll around on the ground and be completely ineffective. I don't know, I've I've gotten to that point before. I used to go to my most sacred place as I started this conversation about sacred, called Roosevelt Lake in the Sierra Nevada. And it used to be what I would call my pilgrimage place. It was at 10,000 feet. It was below a mountain called Mount Conness, almost as big as Shasta. And I would go there, backpack there. I've been there probably over 26 times (coughs) to deeply reconnect to the earth. It's a place that I called it my pilgrimage place. And you may want to find these places for you. My land in Shasta, is I live on it. It's now a pilgrimage place. I love it so much. Sometimes it's hard to even get me to leave it. But it could be Mount Shasta. It could be a sacred little meadow. Um, But it's a place that you go back to over and over again, each time letting it take you into the earth, letting that kind of physicalness of yourself go away, and you just become like this spiritual being wandering around on the land. Pilgrimage places, religions have had them for years, where they go and have pilgrimages, you could do the same in nature. You know, often we get into this trap where, where we think, we're gonna, we want to go to as many places as possible. And if we've been somewhere, we say to ourselves, we've been there. Well, really? Really? I don't think so. Can you really say that? No. You have not been to a place till you've been there countless times. Each time it will unfold. If you have the consciousness and the willingness to allow it to unfold, each time it will unfold for you and you will go deeper and deeper and deeper. Now that doesn't mean don't go to new places, of course. Go to do both. Don't limit yourself, but have your pilgrimage places that you go to. The other thing about this, you gotta go alone. It's great to go with people. It's great to have relationships with people in nature, and that should be included too. But there's nothing like going alone into the woods. Go for a walk alone. Get off the trail, wander. Wander in wonder, I like to say, wander in wonder, wander in wonder, and get giddy, and you will, hey, your soul will be fed. This is what we call soul food. My book I wrote about my life growing up in nature, it's called Growing Up With a Soul Full of Nature. Your soul will be filled up, and when your soul fills up with wonder and connection, you get great ideas, you feel the earth more, and you it motivates you to do more and in different ways It helps keep our earth healthy and your life healthy. Your life will be more healthy if you allow the earth to be a spiritual teacher for you, if you allow the earth to unfold for you in a way that shows you the meaning of life. This can all happen. You could do it all with a tree. You could do it all with Mount Shasta. Now, going back to the beginning of this conversation, sacred places. Mount Shasta's one. Yosemite Valley's one. You know, many of our national parks are these kinds of places. But they can also be not only places like Shasta where all people seem to agree are just magnificent, but they can be very intimate little places in a forest that you say they're sacred because you feel they're sacred. You can look into a landscape and see what pops out the most to you. And that could be calling to you sacred. You could look into a forest and one tree will be brighter than the rest. It'll glow more. And that'll be the tree that calls you to be sacred with it. So there's all levels of sacredness from from what's very personal to you on up to something like Mount Shasta. You can find beautiful stones and rocks and things that call to you I love collecting heart rocks, they're sacred to me when I find them, they're beautiful. Feathers, an amazing thing to find and collect. You can work with the earth more deeply by building art with it, like an altar, or some beautiful rock carn or a circle, which is so powerful. In working with the earth, it takes you into a deeper state of consciousness and things happen, good things happen, magical things happen, wondrous things happen. So earth spirituality, I have so barely scratched the surface right now in talking about it. It's almost ridiculous. I could talk for days and days and days on this subject, and I'm going to keep exploring it. To sum up, and I'm sorry if I haven't said more, just I will. To sum up, you want to be in balance in nature as you do want to be in your whole life. So you want to learn the skills it takes to live on the earth, how to walk, how to climb, how, to, how to, to fish, and to gather food, and find food, how to make fires, how to make shelters, how to make animal hides, how to be warm. You want the basic survival skills. You then want the awareness skills, tracking, understand your environment, aware of what's in it, the basics of understanding it intellectually, where all the plants are that are edible, how, how to move in nature, how to camouflage in nature, You want all of that and then you want to go to the spiritual side. We all crave that as humans. We need more, it's the way we are. So a balance between the spiritual, the physical living off the land and the awareness, awareness and connection to the land. Those three together make a whole that can just, literally I'll say this right now as I wrap up this conversation. It can take your life to a level of greatness that you could never imagine. You'll never be alone. you'll always have the earth. You'll never be uninspired. you'll always have the earth. You'll never not have wonder in your life. You'll always have the earth. You will never not feel the spiritual presence of whatever it is, God or whatever you the word you want to talk you want to use, however you think of it, you will be connected to so much more that there is in the world. It, and, and you will have, you will never not have the ability to have fun. An adventure in your life you will never not have the ability to grow plants and be a part of creation you see what i'm saying it's endless it's endless uh, one of the greatest moments i ever have in my life in nature is i take my dogs and i love dogs i think animals like dogs and horses and things like that where we've taken them and they become our friends and they join us in the journey of our lives and bring us so much joy and work so hard for us, and so much deep connection. Dogs and horses, I love to take my dogs, wander off for a half a day in the wilderness behind our land, I'm part of the pack, I go into a deeper meditative state, I become a dog or a wolf, and I wander and explore in wonder, and man, that's all I ever want. When I'm in those moments, I'm the happiest person in the world. I need nothing more, nothing more. So be sure you're getting your face out of that smartphone, and you're getting out, and you're doing it. And if you do, I promise you, I promise you, your life will work better. Ho!